This is the Net Group Investments Podcast, where we explore a variety of views and insights that investors care about. Welcome to another NetGroup Investments podcast. I'm your host, Dumisha Greater, and today we have a very special guest with us, Nick Andrew, Executive Head of NetGroup Investments. Today, we are going to talk to Nick about his views on 2023 and, of course, a bit of rugby. Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tumi. It's a pleasure to be here. Nick, now I know you are a huge sports fan, so I feel like it would be remiss to start this conversation without mentioning the incredible history-making achievement of the Springboks in the World Cup last month. How are you feeling about that? Well, to me, I'm sure I'm feeling the same as most of South Africa. A bit exhausted, a bit shocked, but totally and utterly proud of the skill, resilience, innovative thinking and passion that the team displayed. And it's exactly this kind of event that can become a hugely positive force in a country that has significant challenges to deal with. Absolutely. I mean, I, I know all of our nerves were certainly shot and you know, it's really great to see this being able to bring the country together. But uh, you recently wrote an article about the three most impactful rugby games ever in terms of the impact that it's had on you personally, but also in terms of influencing the trajectory of South Africa as a nation. I would think that you would add this final to that list now. Yes, I think I'd, I'd absolutely have to. In the article that you're referring to, I looked at three historic games. The first was a match in Auckland in New Zealand called the Flower Bomb Test in 1981. And it really showed the power of protest and social responsibility. The second match was in South Africa in 1995 when we won the World Cup for the first time. And it showed the power of hope and understanding as the rainbow nation. The third match was in Yokohama Stadium, Tokyo, for the World Cup final in 2019. I was really lucky to be there. And to me, that showed the power of leadership, diversity, and inclusion. So I think this recent game would have to be an example of grit and consistency and never losing sight of the goal, no matter how difficult the path to get there is, and even if you only won by one point. And of course innovation and Rassi getting into the minds of the opposition. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, we could probably talk about the details of the game for a lot longer, but the key really is that these stories remind us that sport has the power to change the world. It can, you know, you can now see how you can apply those lessons to an investment journey as well. Uh, Let's maybe talk a bit about this year and how it's played out in the asset management industry. It certainly hasn't been an easy year and I don't think anyone would have expected it to, you know, to be easy given the global economy. But on reflection, what would you say have been the biggest challenges for the industry? Well, to me, there certainly have been some challenges, but... In reality, I guess there always are. I would say one of the most significant at the moment are the macro themes because they have such wide-ranging impact. Globally, stubborn inflation and their impact of rates has been the issue impacting all asset classes and very specifically global bonds, which are now on track for their first ever three consecutive negative years. Remarkably, from its peak The long-dated U.S. government bond index has lost more than 50%. This is absolutely not what textbooks teach us, but it shows when your starting point is so artificial, i.e. close to zero or negative rates, that the knock-on impact can be really severe. 
Then if we switch to equities, almost all the growth in global equities has been driven by the magnificent seven, the big technology stocks that have ridden the euphoria around the AI wave. An interesting stat I recently read, the combined revenue of Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Alphabet is $1.4 trillion, larger than the GDP of all but 13 countries. Now, these stocks are now pricing in a very, very rosy future and near perfection, which in itself introduces an element of risk. And finally, cash, which for long periods has been very unattractive, other than as an option value in case markets correct, is looking like a much more attractive investment proposition. And as a consequence, we've seen flows across local and global markets uh, into that category. If I move closer to home, South Africa, which we all unfortunately know has been crippled by load shedding and poor governance, is still battling to achieve anything other than sluggish subpar economic growth. And this, together with rising interest rates, is really affecting the savings rates as people struggle to keep up with the cost of living and rather pay down increasingly expensive debt. For wealthy South Africans, we are seeing them take an increasing amount of their capital offshore as they look to diversify their savings. And finally, another major challenge this year has been the regulatory changes and uncertainty around things like grey listing, the two-pot retirement system and taxation. So, to me, certainly no shortage of challenges. Oh my goodness, just listening to you go through that list of all the challenges is exhausting. And yeah, as you said, it, it certainly has been a lot to deal with. So, let's maybe shift um, focus towards the future. You, as the head of a you know, global asset management company, you have to keep a close eye on the trends that are emerging in order to understand how they might impact your business in the future. So, what's on your mind at the moment in terms of you know the key trends and, and what you think is likely to play out next year? Sure, Tumi. I think that there are five main trends that we need to watch in 2024. The first one is to keep a close eye on the U.S. economy and whether it can avoid a recession despite the rapid increase in interest rates. The Fed has been tightening monetary policy aggressively to combat inflation, and this tightening will inevitably have negative effects on the U.S. growth, U.S. consumer spending, the business environment, and corporate earnings. And the big question is whether the Fed um, has been able to or will be able to engineer a soft landing. The second trend are the very significant global political tensions and their ongoing implications. Probably the biggest one to watch is China, just because of the sheer size of the economy and how interconnected it is with global trade. It is facing multiple challenges at home, particularly in the property sector. The third trend is to consider the performance of the US big tech stocks versus the rest of the market, and also of the U.S. market versus the rest of the world. Both the U.S. market and U.S. big tech stocks have absolutely dominated global equity markets for a long period, as they have benefited from access to cheap capital, innovation, network effects, and scale advantages. The seven largest U.S. tech companies now account for an amazing 30% of the S&P 500 and more than 50% of the NASDAQ by market capitalization. In fact, Apple has bought back over $600 billion worth of its own stock in the last decade, more than the market cap of 492 of the 500 companies 
in the S&P. But this is the past, and these stocks are now both huge and expensive, and in many cases seem priced for perfection. Apart from the valuation risk, the other area to monitor really closely is regulations, as governments, especially in the EU, but increasingly elsewhere, become uneasy with their undue influence. The fourth trend to watch is the role of global bonds in a diversified portfolio. 2024 could well be the first year for a long time where they play uh, their traditional role of being conservative, income-producing diversifiers. And the final trend is politics and elections, both in South Africa and the US. Both countries are facing crucial elections in 2024 that will shape their political and economic future. In South Africa, the general election will test the ruling African National Congress Party's popularity and legitimacy after a decade of corruption scandals, economic stagnation, social unrest, and power struggles. The election outcome will no doubt be a test for coalition politics, particularly in the main metros, and will have significant implications for South Africa financially, economically, and socially. Meanwhile, in the US, the midterm election will be a referendum on President Joe Biden's performance and agenda after two years in office. Well, now, Nick, given this backdrop, what would be your advice to investors in order to manage all of these complexities and uncertainties? Yes, well, I think these trends are interesting and important. For investors, it's important not to be overwhelmed because while it's important to consider these items, none of them are certain and nearly all of them are out of our control. What we can control and focus on is making sure we have clear, documented, and realistic goals, that we have the correct asset allocation that is aligned to meeting these goals, and a clear understanding of the risk we need to accept and to be able to tolerate to try to achieve those goals. We can make sure that our portfolios are sensibly constructed, that they're well diversified, that they're good value, and that we invest with quality managers who have long track records, sensible philosophies, and whose interests are aligned with their investors. And then finally, we can try and make sure that we have the mental fortitude to stick to the plan. Often this last one is the most difficult with all these negative headlines flying around. Thank you so much for that, Nick. That was very insightful and informative as always. Let's see what 2024 will bring. And for now, we can continue to celebrate the Springbank's victory and the amazing achievement that was. Thanks again for this chat, Nick. Of course, that was Nick Andrew, Executive Head of Net Group Investments. Thanks to me. And are you going to uh, sing the Rassi song? Yeah, you have a spectacular voice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to abuse of you as our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> this podcast is for marketing information only. The information contained in the podcast or video was for information purposes and does not constitute advice, recommendation or an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any funds or strategies to any person in any jurisdiction in which the offer, recommendation or solicitation to purchase would be unlawful.